Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Welcome to Diddy TV. Amy Ride here, and we have Will Hogue in the studio. Hey, Will. How you doing? What's up? Just great performance. Thank you. That was fun. Really just super great. It's a great setup. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I want to hear about the early days of Will Hogue. How did you actually get into music? You're from Franklin, right? I am. I was born in Nashville. We moved out to Franklin when I was uh, four or five years old. And uh, I grew up, my dad and uncle had been in musicians uh, in bands in Nashville in the 60s. And so I sort of inherited this classic rock uh, singer, song, or just everything, all of the great recorded music from about 1960 to 1974 uh, was at my disposal on vinyl as a child growing up, and it was like going to the library of rock and roll every day. So that was, I mean, that was my earliest exposure to it. it was really just as a as a fan, which I still did. You play enjoy. with your dad? No, there was yeah. you know music was always a part of our house, but it was just more. Uh, as a listener, not as right. a, as a player at all. So I, di I didn't get into playing until my last year of high school. So I was 17 probably when I got my first guitar. So what did it feel, that first gig? Someone someone says, hey, we want your band to play for our party. It's kind of rock and roll, right? It's the best. I mean, it's still a, yeah, that buzz, you still, you get it the first time and you chase it for the next 60 years, I guess. Well, you have kids of your own now, right? I do, And yeah. they, they have a little garage band. They do. They have a band so called The that? Lonely Man. <laughs> the Lonely Man. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's uh, awesome. It's great. Yeah, they were they were nine and six when they started. They're ten and seven now. So um, and it's a three-piece. You know, my youngest sings, and then oldest plays guitar, and a neighborhood kid plays drums. But now my youngest is transitioning. I think it's going to just be a duo. Oh. Uh, he's going to be the drummer and the lead singer. So, oh, I gotcha. Uh, which is a whole ego trip. I'm not sure how he's going to work that out. But yeah, it's really fun to watch them. I mean, they uh, 
they're just figuring it out, but they love music and love to play. And then they love a bunch of other things too. I'm just excited that they have any sort of, you know, whatever they're passionate about, I try my best to encourage. So you've been in a number of bands, but you're also a songwriter and you've written songs for other people as well. Yeah. And what is that like to write songs for someone else um, to sing? Do you, are you consciously thinking about their style when you write the song or are you just writing a song? Uh, I've never been able to write you know, for someone. Mm-hmm. Anything that's ever been recorded by somebody has always been something that I'd ultimately recorded first. So mm-hmm. I always just look at it like trying to write a great song and then hopefully somebody takes it and makes the payout a whole lot bigger at the end. Well, someone told me that your first album was actually recorded in Memphis. Yeah, we did half of it in uh, in Nashville and half of it down here at Ardent. Ardent. Yeah, which was great. I mean, so I felt like we got to knock, um, you know, two of the greatest music cities in the country out on the first record. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. And so you, you were in a band and then you went off and, and you've been doing some solo mm-hmm. touring. And then um, out of that sort of solo tour came Anchors. Yeah. Your latest album. Correct. Um, yeah, I'd gotten really burned out on the band. I mean, I've been in a band, you know, and had guys play with me now for you know, 20 years. And um, I got a little bit burned out by it. So I went out and just did solo stuff for about a year and a half and sort of fell back in love with the process of writing again and, and wanted to record. So I put together a band um, to make the record uh, and that was really inspiring. It was great to be around people that um, I really wanted to be in the studio with, that I knew wanted to be there. It was, a, it was a game, it was a thing where everybody sort of continued every day to try to elevate everybody else's uh, performances a little bit. And then so put together a band uh, to support this record and get back out on the road. And it's been really great having the guys out here again. Did you have a vision for the song? So you write the songs and mm-hmm. you are working with some awesome musicians, I'm assuming, in the studio. Yeah. And so do you have a vision for that, or you kind of let them do their thing? Yeah, and I mean, as, as a producer on the project, too, I mean, there's always a, um, I mean, by default, I feel like you have to have somewhere to go with the song. So I've always got at least a ballpark idea. But, I mean, again, you want to, I think as a producer, when you bring people in, part of it is that it's collaborative. And if somebody's got a, a different little part that all of a sudden you notice changes the direction of the song a little bit you, you try to chase that down to really just make sure that each of the songs is as great as it can be who are some of the folks that you work with on on anchors uh i had my friend david axelrod as an engineer uh tom donovan was one of the guitar players and he's actually the guitar player in this band uh dominic davis played uh bass uh, brad rice was the other guitar player and um who am i leaving out jerry rowe was the drummer and then uh, we had a couple other guests we had cheryl crow sing on a track and that was great. Um, what song was that? That's uh, called A Little Bit of Rust. You added the female vocals? Yeah, it was a, it's kind of a, I mean, it's not a duet, but it's a song about a, a couple kind of trying to figure out their way through life. And it, um, it needed a, a female vocal on it. And she's, I mean, literally one of the greatest, not just singers, but musicians, producers, and, and just people in general that I've ever met. So it was, it was great to have her be a part of it. Yeah, I... Loved everything she's done. Yeah. So I, I would picture her being someone who's just great to work with, too. Uh, in, I mean, I don't have a ton of experience, but everything in the studio that we did has been incredible. And then just every time that we're around one, our kids are the same age. So we've spent more time outside the studio together than, than in and kind of doing very un 
rock and roll things. And uh, she's always a champ about whatever it is. She's a real inspiration. So what was, if there is a theme to Angers, what would you say that theme is? Like what is, if I'm listening to Angers, what am I hearing in your vision of the songs? I mean, I hope that there's just, um, I hope there's these moments of real adulthood in each of the songs. Um, I mean, I think that ultimately, and that wasn't the, wasn't like a concept record that that was the plan to have that be there, but I think songwriting for me has always been a reflection of where I am in that station in my life, and that's kind of just where I am at this point as a, a father and a husband and uh, a business owner and a musician. You know, you're kind of at a place where the newness of a lot of things is worn off, and that's not always bad, and you have to figure out new ways to frame things and how to build things back up, what to let go, what to try to salvage. And I think there's little bits of that in all of the songs. So what's next for you creatively? So you put this album out, you're going to be touring, but then what are you thinking creatively? What's next for you? Oh, there's always a ton of stuff. I, I produced my first record and signed my first band to my record label back home. So there's a band from Ohio called Red Warning Blue that we just finished a record on that I'm really excited for people to hear. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to do with this band, um, going out and playing a lot of shows to support this record, and, and kind of already talking about, there's a couple of projects recording-wise, I'm writing a bunch currently, and so I think we're going to try to find some studio time to go ahead and, I think there's a an EP in our immediate future, and then probably go ahead and start laying groundwork for the next record, too. Well, I have to say, when you sung the last song, Jesus. Yeah. That's hilarious. Thanks. That's that is a, a great song. That you, people either love it or don't. That's a, that's a, there's a dividing line there. So, but thank I like you. the thought of talking to Jesus like a person. Yeah. Well, he, we just showed up at the house. That was the only way I knew how to treat him. So it worked out fine. Well, on that note, I want to thank you for coming in the studio today. I appreciate and, it. And um, come back any old time. We'd love to. Thanks. Okay. Thanks again. All right. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. 
I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.